0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mercatus Podcast, Digital Grocer, live from NRF, day one. I think this is Mark, episode 25.
1: 25. 25. That's right. Season three. Season three. I this can't is, believe. Yeah, this has been going well. Yeah, it's been great. And this is your
0: uh, host, Sylvain Perry, President and CEO of Mercatus Technologies, and sitting to my left, and uh, not to my right as he normally is because <laughs> apparently it's different here in New York, is uh is a very own senior director of marketing, Mark Fairhurst. Uh, hello everyone. And so Mark, it's more than halfway through day one. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of traction at our booth. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of European retailers come through.
1: Mm-hmm. Some North American retailers, some of them are customers. Yeah. I mean, anything anything strike you? I think the traffic has been pretty steady. Yeah. I'm anticipating tomorrow will be even more busy if history is any indication. And I think a lot of retailers they know what they're looking for. I mean, it's such a huge show. They planned out their trip ahead of time. Right. So to get that kind of traffic on day 1 is pretty rewarding, I think. But it's also a lot to take in. Yeah. You know, we're downstairs booth 1418 I yep. I know I went upstairs really quickly to see it and it's it's insane. Oh, there's some some of these booths and experiences are overwhelming. Yeah. I think it's tough
0: when you go in, if you're a retailer, everyone goes into sales pitch mode, Mm -hmm. like right away. And there's this, no one's trying to solve problems and they're not asking questions and so on. And I think that's... That's what makes going to a trade show so tiring, if I would expect, if you're a retailer. Yep. Yep. And I think a trend that's a little bit different now in our podcast, you know, we've made this about the industry, not so much about us. You know, we've interviewed a competitor, Mm -hmm. Shop Hero. Shop Hero. Shop Hero. Where I think we've got an upcoming podcast with Grocery Key. -Key, Grocery Chairman Aaron's going to be here coming into our booth. Yep. You know, we've had the folks, uh, Zach from Raley's on our show. Yep. And to kind of, you know, bring wisdom and knowledge to our listeners, we we decided to bring an expert onto our show and he's actually sitting here at, at the booth with us. And so joining us today on the podcast is Mr. Ron Bonacci, who is the Vice President of Advertising and Marketing at Weiss Markets. Ron has, has had an amazing career. Before joining Weiss Market, he was, he was actually Director of Marketing at in beautiful Lubbock, Texas, the home of Buddy Holly mm-hmm. uh, at United Supermarkets. And over the course of his career, I mean, he was part of that. He was over at Food City, SNH Solutions, and he was also part of the, an important team over at Kroger. I remember I, I met Ron years ago when I drove out to meet the team over at KVAT mm-hmm. uh, Food City. Ron, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you very much for allowing me to be here and to speak with you.
0: Oh, no problem. So. Ron, you and I have had a lot of late night sessions talking about so many different things and pontificating about the future and so on. And I know you were at ground zero at Kroger in the day when they went out and built out their loyalty program and they decided to bring on Dunhundi. Can you share with our listeners, what was that like in those days and those decisions that were being made?
2: You know, it was an amazing experience and so rewarding because I got to be on the, uh, starting edge of what became the Kroger Plus Guard, launching it and then propelling that to uh, bring in the Dunhumby from an analytical platform and to really see what the possibilities were. I don't want to share with you the success of that in the sense of the total dollars. But let me tell you, it was very, very significant in terms of sales growth. And when you looked at Kroger's over this period of time from starting back then when we did this, they had 53 quarters same-store south growth year over year over year. So the phenomenal success of analyzing data, understanding customer insights, and then using that through the Kroger Plus platform just became a success factor that was the core pillar of the Kroger company. Back then we discussed Kroger's had to go with four different platforms we really had to own. We realized that gas had the same correlation with the grocery industry, so we had to get into gas and be in it in a big way. Loyalty marketing obviously had to be that anchor pillar for both of those. And then we had to get into the pharmacy business because of the aging population of the thing and private label had to grow because we knew that if they got accustomed to purchasing our private label, that it was going to be the core value of why they would shop with us.
0: And so what you guys did at Kroger, do you feel that's become a template for the industry that you're in today?
2: Well, as you look back, you know, at that time when we did that, we didn't know where we would take that evolution, but Kroger's then became the core initiative that everybody looked at and how they would evaluate themselves. And as Dunhamby exploded across the the Kroger enterprise, everybody looked at us as best in class. And I believe we truly were best in class at the time, even though they talked about other smaller groceries doing uh, loyalty marketing.
0: If you think back then, you take that chunk of time when you started over at Kroger to where you are today, what are some of the most I wouldn't say amazing innovations, but the innovations that have really shifted your industry, that really stand out to you.
2: You know, it's technology keeps advancing and it's changing and it's evolution and what we think about today, it's accelerating at the speed that is unthinkable when you really get down to it because consumer and that mobile device today in their hands, this, this mobile phone that they have, it has got more power than, you know, uh, what they sent to the moon with the astronauts when you Absolutely. think about that. So that is going to be the key mechanism of which we need to know, master, and understand those consumers, their purchase history, their cycle, their likes, their dislikes, everything we need to know about that consumer and how to manage that. That was one thing that really became core and mount that we need to make sure we have. And then this explosion of e-commerce because of the Amazon and then, of course, Walmarts and Kroger's with their checklist behind, mm-hmm. click list behind that. So we had to make sure that the rest of this industry's got to grow up in that world. And we got to make sure that we meet those consumers in an e-commerce platform, obviously, which what we did with you, mm-hmm. as well as making sure that We understand that consumer from a BI standpoint, analytically wise, what they like, their shopping behavior, their cycles, and then meeting that needs, whether it's curbside pickup, delivery, and those aspects of what they want. So, when
0: people call me and Mark, Mm -hmm. I get I get retailers asking me tons of questions, and and then some of them are customers, some of them are not, right? And I always say, hey, if you have a question you're not sure, maybe reach out to Ron. Thank you, Ron. How many years have you been playing in the e-commerce space?
2: three times i've launched an e-commerce platform obviously there was one here at wise markets but we took it to a different level thanks to people on my staff they're outstanding like amanda that's sitting my, to my left but the idea of that was made sure that it was going to be the core platform so we're up to 153 stores 155 stores curbside pickup right. 177 delivery so you know with your platform and making sure that we're meeting that needs then stepping back, I had to launch an e-commerce platform with Inside Albertson's platform where I came mm-hmm. from in Texas. And then before that with Food City where we made that initialization launch, understanding that. So I've done it three times now. You learn each time you do it. Sometimes you make yep. mistakes along the way, but then you keep getting better because you have to evolve with the consumer and the devices and the technology that's presenting itself.
0: no, abs- Absolutely. That's that's the biggest challenge they that- we even find as, as a business, when we get great ideas that are coming from you know our customers, at, you guys at Wise Markets or it could be at Smart and Final and so on, it's not so much executing on the idea of their solution, but how do you truly commercialize something that is not only servicing the needs of their marketing folks that are involved, but operations or information technology. Mm-hmm. That's not easy because you're having to bring a lot of people in the room. You're educating your shoppers too. Well, educating yeah. the shopper. If you look, the most simple of features that we have on our platform, mm-hmm. that people think you just can't live without. So I'll, I'll give an example, emailing a shopping list. It's table stakes. Mm-hmm. You have to have it. Absolutely. But here's the reality, less than maybe 0.3% of shoppers actually use that feature. But it's not necessarily those micro elements of functionality that are really important. That's why I like working with Ron. It's like, what is fundamentally the big picture of what we're trying to achieve here? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we just launched AI in, mm-hmm. in the platform, I think just before Christmas of 2019, and so far it's going really well. I mean, we have AI's affecting search, it's affecting everything that's being displayed on the website. Okay. Prior to that, we had a major launch of the integration of shipped mm-hmm. into the Mercatus platform, and I think there's going to be tons of other stuff. Ron, with this collective experience that you have in this space, if you were sitting across from another retailer that was considering getting into e-commerce, whether it's Mercatus or someone else, it doesn't matter, what advice would you give them?
2: Well, first and foremost, you got to make sure that all levels of the company from top executives down understand it and get it. Because the reality is, in the grocery industry, if you're not in e-commerce, as they said across, I call it the shot across the bow, way back when Supermarket News wrote about it, was that if you're not in e commerce, you may perish. And that may well be the case in the smaller and mid sized chains in America because of the Amazons and the growth of uh, you know, Walmarts and everyone else in the e commerce space. You've got to survive. And you can't afford to lose 3, 5, 10, 12, 15% of your business in sales and give that away to your competition and then think that you're going to still survive in this space. So you've got to find somebody like Mercatus with an e-commerce platform and all the tool sets to keep looking forward in order to meet that customer's needs of tomorrow and at least be on par with your competition. Hopefully you've outgrown them because of your personalization. Remember that in-store execution is critical in this, so don't ever walk away from that because that personal shopper makes an experience that is lasting for that customer. So if you can train your people well in the store, utilizing the technology that's given through us, and then making sure that connection is there with the customer, with all the other e-commerce platform, it really makes a true wonderful experience for that customer who's going to come back again and again. And you'll be successful long-term.
0: Absolutely. So the one thing, at one point, we brought one of our retailers, existing customers who wanted to expand into click and collect and so on. We brought them over over to Weiss Mm -hmm. to visit one of their stores. And I remember Ron talking about, You know, one thing you really, really need to focus on is good quality product data. Yes.
2: Right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. It's something I laugh about because it's painful. Realize that the grocery industry was never designed to have an e-commerce platform, so every item in the store was designed in descriptive wise that was the register receipt was just 32 characters long right so they truncated chicken and boneless and anything else okay. that you can think of so all of a sudden when you launch a platform you have got bad data right. immediately and now you have to rethink your entire thought process because when you add a new item Not only are you adding it for the register receipt, you got to add it for common language for the consumer, for e-commerce, as well as descriptive enough so the customer understands what they're buying, and then making sure that picture association is is right with that product. So when I'm looking for boneless chicken or whatever those products are, it makes sense to the common consumer that is investigating. Then your SEO, your search engine, has got to really mirror all those consumer thought processes because it's not just mathematicals, but it's yeah. personalization from that customer, how they think and how they look at their product. So you got to make sure that from an e-commerce platform that you're taking the needs from a search engine to product description is more common focused to that consumer base.
0: Yeah. And that's so true. And, and the one thing we've realized working with our pool of retailers is at the end of the day, if you don't have good product data, it has a detrimental effect first and foremost on the product categories that the products show up in. It affects the search engine. Mm -hmm. It completely affects the discoverability of anything. And consumers are, actually, this is an interesting statistic. I can't quote the number because I can't remember it, but Mm -hmm. consumers are less apt to buy a product if they can't visually identify it with a picture. And Mm -hmm. that's an issue. Without a doubt. Without Mm -hmm. a doubt. And one thing that we're realizing now At Mercatus in our integrated search technology in the aisle one integration, we're actually saving copies of the search terms people are looking for. And that gives us uh, the benefit of generating spelling mistakes and so on. But what we're starting to see in certain parts of the United States, where you would have a Spanish speaking consumer or a different ethnic group they may search for products differently by re- reversing the some, sy-
1: some words. Yeah. The syntax of the search.
0: And if you're not geared for that, yep. that's a bit of a challenge we're having to invest in to actually take the technology yep. to the next level. But that's
1: the advantage of AI. So it yeah. takes the yeah. laborious component yeah. out of it. Yeah. Well, it's like when we regionalized
0: our product to support French language for Canada, yep. right? Being Canadian, we, we didn't do that at the start. Right. We had to tweak the search engine to support French. Yep. Yep. And that's that's differently. So along the same lines, Ron, like if you were advising a retailer on strategy and long term vision, and I know you have a long term vision where you want to take e commerce, what would you advise them on?
2: Well, I would advise them to do their exploration with e-commerce platforms such as what Mercatus presents, but then go back and make sure that you're grounded in your planograms, your category management, because that's the fundamentals of which it starts with. So you got to have image base that you spoke about, you got to have description base, and then you got to make sure that it's unique to each store. So you can't just have a generic one and then that consumer shop and the product's not in that store because it's a much smaller platform. So you got to start with the fundamentals first. Right. Once you have that, then you can go out and get a platform that you have and make sure that from an evolution standpoint that AI is in that thought process, communications is in that process, whether that's an email or text message, and then building those shopping lists from past history, right. as well as the recommendation engines that you're gonna put in from an AI yeah. platform so that you can continually grow that customer's experience with you, know that you're on that journey with them, because mm-hmm. it's personalization at that point, yeah. It truly comes down to their lives, likes, their dislikes, and how you can grow that. And then always bring the opportunity, as the grocery industry would love to do, is how do I actually help grow that sales with inside our basket? So suggestive selling, or products you might think about, or new to the market. What are those kind of things that can actually add that extra item in the basket? Because in some sense, that's a holy grail for the grocery industry. If I could get an extra item in that basket, I'm actually fortifying the opportunity to sales growth. I think Weiss. I don't know, Mark,
0: if you'd agree, but I think they're one of the very few regional retailers that actually has
1: an integrated AI engine at this point. Yeah. I think you guys are, you're bleeding edge right now. Well, thank you. I think uh, we talked about this earlier today. Last year, AI personalization was, the messaging was everywhere at NRF. Just sitting here at the booth, I can see three booths that have AI on it. They're talking about it, but Weiss actually now has it in place yeah. it's in, in working. Yeah. So it's it's phenomenal. That's great.
2: The other thing I would say yeah. is you've got to have great people you surround yeah. with. I'm blessed to have a wonderful team. That's you know, true. I've got one of those people to my left that's in charge of my e-commerce platform, yeah. Amanda. Yeah. She's outstanding. Um, she thinks and cares about our customers. She cares about what their experience is like and when she sees problems or issues, she's bubbling that up. How yeah. do we solve that? How do we make that yeah. go forward? She's presenting that to you guys at Mercatus. And we're constantly thinking about how that experience is going to grow and more positive. Yeah. And so you just have to look at that from an o- over opportunity for future growth.
0: Oh, absolutely. The, the one thing, the one, and I'm glad you mentioned that, I had recently had a conversation with Trent Brookshire, who's the COO over, over at Brookshire's in Tyler, Texas. Trent came over, flew into Toronto to our office with John Deanna, CIO, actually John I think now CSO, uh, strategy officer. And Trent was uh, enamored with the Mercatus culture. And Mm -hmm. so he actually sent in his HR team to spend, I think they spent three days with our HR team to understand the the culture. And the one thing that we stayed up late one night, Trent and I, talking about this is that success in e-commerce is not just about the technology. Absolutely. It's about the people that come together, the culture of those two teams meshing and really focusing, I like to say at the business. Let's not just talk about the positives because the positives will only get us so far. Let's deal with the negatives. And you got to do that in partnership with your retailers.
2: And you know, I'm not afraid to uh, call you and say, hey, I need this done or this. (laughs) That's the great thing about this collaboration and and, and I call it a true partnership because if I ask you or I look to the future and I want to do things, not only do you listen, we start putting out a roadmap is, yeah. is that possible yeah. what's the timeline and how fast can we grow if we yeah. need to go in that area and we may need to switch directions sometimes we just never know yeah you know because different things that bubble up and as you know we um, from a search engine optimization we realized we had these holes we had yeah. to fill and all of a sudden we uh, you look to the next level how that could be done yeah. from syntax to synonyms and those yeah. kind of things you have to apply to it and the next thing you know, we're right back on track with making sure we're meeting tomorrow's needs.
0: Yeah. I, I, I know when Ron's got an idea, because he'll be in a vendor meeting and I'll get a text message. <laughs> hey, have you integrated with this? And I'm like, okay, what is he thinking about? And it's and it just And then that night I'm in the car and we're talking about, okay, how's that going to work? How's yeah. this going to work? Then we got to worry about taking it to the next level between both of our teams and how does that work? So it's kind of interesting. When you think about your vertical as a whole, and I know personalization, you're very passionate about it. Are there any things that you see aside from that as being, I think that's got a possibility to be something big?
2: Well, I think I call it hyperkinetic personalization. Mm -hmm. And that is not just the experience on e-commerce, but how do I take the experience in the store? How do I look at shopping list? How do I meet tomorrow's needs? You know as well as I do that Samsung and all these other... uh, kitchen appliances are going to be so inundated with technology and when you couple that with amazon or google or whatever platforms are out there they're going to know what the customer's are consuming and
1: Absolutely. how do we
2: integrate with that so that we're prepared and ready yep. for that next shopping experience yep. so that we have it in the store we may have already shopped it. We may have yep. already got it prepared. I think that's the next holy level of which we need yeah. to think about because the consumer is going to be ready for that. They're adopting technology with Amazon and, and Google. I mean, yesterday, Amanda's got Amazon. I got Google at home. And, uh, you yep. know, they know what we're doing. And uh, why not connect that grocery experience to that?
0: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the interesting thing is, I think, I don't know if Amazon ever released it. It was the, the microwave with the integrated... L- Alexa. I don't think they and have. And you could take yeah. certain products were pre-programmed. Yeah. It's yeah. coming, though. You yeah. could scan it, yeah. put it in, and yeah. it yeah. would yeah. knew the t- know the time to prep it. Yeah. Right. At home, we are an Amazon Echo device home. I have now in some of the bedrooms, that's how we turn on the lights. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. I didn't do it because I'm lazy. It's just like- yeah. yes, Convenient. You know, it's, yeah. Well, Convenient. I'm a bit of a geek that way. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're, <laughs> you are an
0: early adopter. I'm, but yeah. when Wi-Fi goes down, oh yeah. my- Lord <laughs> help me! It's <laughs> back to the dark ages. <laughs> it's dark ages. Yeah. That's when Michelle gets up to. Well, that's the how I start a fire in the middle of the living room to heat the house. Like,
2: you know, what are you looking forward
0: to in twenty twenty,
2: Ron? Well, we're going to grow out our e-commerce platform a little bit further. You know, uh, especially on a curbside pickup. We look from a consumer perspective, making sure we have every store that we can has that opportunity. The other thing is I'm going beyond just the consumer shopping experience. What I mean by that is I want to know that we care about the customer and I want the customer to know we care about them. So I'm looking at health and wellness as an initiative. Yeah. So if we have indication or they want to tell us because we're building out our new campaign manager and our new profile platform. Yeah. So if they identify themselves and say, hey, we have need to know about diabetes or we have need to know about celiac disease or any yeah. of these other disease states yeah. and or health wellness statements, I want to make sure that we have the shopping platform that's going to be there for them. Yeah. So because. That is a need, that's a necessity in their family. They can't get away from that. Yeah. And so we got to be prepared and ready from that perspective that we can help them uh, grow out of that disease or at least longevity of life is important. Absolutely. So, you know, we're talking to hospitals, we're talking to uh, medical centers, we're talking to uh, different medical platforms that are out there on how do we make sure that that's there. Inside our store, you know, we use a, a health attribute, color code, barcode system. But we gotta go beyond that. So yep. you know a consumer can look into, oh yeah, that's got no sugar, but how do we help them be Absolutely. healthy?
0: You know, I was recently diagnosed with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's the pain is excruciating. It's lasts for twenty minutes. At the very least, the challenge I have is not having IBS is educating myself. Like well no my doctor will give me some stuff, but You know, where do we go? Where do we normally go when we're diagnosed with something? We go to Google yeah, Mm -hmm. and we go to WebMD and I'm I'm not knocking WebMD. I think the service they provide is great. But when I go into a grocery store, at the very least, I know I can't have dairy. I got to really minimize my caffeine intake, but there are other foods I don't know. There is systematically no technology, no platform in Canada, no grocery retailer that can help me. I'm not looking to solve my problem, but ease the burden of the issue. So I
1: and, commend you for wanting to take yeah, that and on, and taking the mystery out of the product and the right. product ingredients. Right, well, well, the, the yeah. food it goes. I'm yeah. blessed
2: to have a daughter that mm. that's a, that's a pharmacist, mm. and we're blessed to have our grocery store that's got dietitians and a combination of those, and with AI platforms and the, that are available out there, it really gives us a, a leg up to how to manage that from a perspective for health and wellness for customers because eventually we all have some illnesses or something that's going to bear upon us and we got to make sure that we're putting the right foods in our body. Absolutely. Ron,
0: I want to say thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you. You're welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get a hold of Ron, I think you just go to his LinkedIn LinkedIn page and connect with him there or better yet, you can try to reach out to him by calling Weiss Markets. Thank you. I know he's a busy guy, so I'm not sure if he's going to be able
1: to return all the phone calls or the emails. And, Mark, how do people get a hold of us? As usual, mercatus.com. All of our social handles are listed there. Perfect. So. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of Digital Grocer.
0: Keep an eye out for the next episode, which I think we're going to be recording tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning yep. here at NRF yep. 2020. Thank you so much, folks.